1: Here at Paddy Power,
2: when we say there's a power price enhancement, we mean there's enhanced odds on a bet on UK and Irish racing each afternoon in shop every twenty minutes. Feel the power inside your local Paddy Power. Max stake fifty euro or twenty-five each way in shop only. Excludes betting machines. Applies to singles and each-way singles only. One bet per customer. Offer period runs between one and four pm, but may vary. T's and C's apply. Play safe. Eighteen plus. Gamblingcare.ie. Ask staff for more details.
0: Hello Ireland, Trinzio on Shaw. At Trinzio, we help people make things lighter, greener and more efficient. Better for the environment and for you. We just moved here and we're looking for finance professionals to join the team and help us make things even better. At Trinzio, you'll shape what we become. Join us today. Grow your career at trinzio.ie
3: Hello, friends, and welcome to Survivor NSFW Rewind. Uh, I am your host, Karen Eisenberg, and I didn't say, you know, Survivor Professor Tim watches Borneo because we are no longer watching Borneo. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a one-off show, you know, it's just the one-time thing on Sequester, which is a social strategy game that's been around for a few years, and it really kind of took off under the, over the last few months during lockdown. And so Tim discussed this a little bit with Lisa Stanger as one of our guests uh, on a previous show. Tim was interested to know more. And I figured that our listeners also should know that this is another thing that might interest you if you like things like Survivor. Um, So before I bring on my guests, I want to tell you that I'm modeling the Die Jerks t-shirt, modeled on Skinny Ryan's statement when he came back for the outcast twist on Pearl Islands. You can find this shirt and many others at johnnyfairplay.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y, no H. And with every purchase, you get a call from the great Johnny Fairplay. When you purchase, please make sure that your phone is on, because he literally will call you right after your purchase. Um, so I am as always joined by my co-host, Professor Tim Wilson. Tim, what's going on with you today? Uh, and, and a cat.
2: <laughs> yes, we're, 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 we're having a little feline moment. Um, uh, nothing Nothing extraordinary is going on with me at the moment. I'm 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 sort of being I'm being slightly boring I think um oh. but 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 I did something very exciting over the weekend um I, I was on the, I was on national radio which was uh, which gave me a little thrill
3: um Oh awesome so but, at the uh, end I'm going to ask you to share that link with the uh, the listeners okay
2: Oh I have no idea how to find that but I, you oh, know, I no,
3: we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure yeah, it
2: we'll, out we'll, we'll figure it out right? <laughs> um, But um but, but but anyway it's lovely to see you all
3: Hi, Tim. Okay, next person I have to introduce is the founder, creator, uh, grand poobah of Sequester, um, Audrey Middleton. Uh, some of you know Audrey from her experience on BB 17 on Big Brother, uh, but this is a game that she kind of modeled very loosely on Big Brother with lots of changes. Uh, and Audrey will explain that to
4: us in a minute. Audrey, how are you know doing? I don't know about that. All right. Well, I,
3: I, 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 we're 30 seconds into the podcast, and I've already made a mistake. Anyway. No, <laughs> so it's
4: okay. I just want to make clear that like, she she did not model shit off of Big Brother. She yeah. knew what she wanted to do, do with Sequester. You're and, right. Uh, you're Big right. Brother happened to come later. So I just want to make that clear. Oh, right away okay. Because I'm, a, I'm just defensive of Audrey because, oh, uh, you're right. yes, you're You're, you're
3: absolutely yes. right, yes. and I am.
4: But I understand girl. how you would have got to that, Karen.
3: I am wrong as usual. Anyway, Audrey, how
5: All are right. you? All right. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having All me. Right.
3: Thank thank you for being here. And you've also heard the other voice you just heard, the dulcet tones of Brent Walgamot, <laughs> also of Sequester and RHAP and Big Brother Twitter, and hey. lots of other places. Hey. hey,
4: Karen, nice to see you, honey. Now, Karen and I have been friends for a long mm-hmm. time. Karen and I have been slotting together. We've been to RHAP events together. Uh, but this is the first time we've actually had the chance to do a podcast together. So uh, I am uh, I am psyched to share the, share the microphone with you, Karen. Thank you.
3: Likewise. And we're also joined by Lisa Stanger, who ha- she's already been on the Borneo season. And she also played Sequester. So, Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, excited to talk about this cool game. Good, good. Okay, so Audrey, so let's start with you. Uh, Cause I also, I know that you're gonna have to bounce out at some point. Uh, why don't you just tell people who you are and how Sequester came to be?
5: So I am a super fan, just like the rest of everyone that's probably listening to this. I grew up loving Survivor, I, was uh, bullied a lot as a kid and Survivor was my like one thing that you know I always had and I loved Survivor I loved organizing games of Survivor I played online games of Survivor and then later I was introduced to Big Brother and Mm -hmm. I shot my shot and I ended up getting on the show but I've always played these online versions of you know my favorite shows particularly Survivor And um, since then, I had like, you know, created my own model ORGs, as you call them, online reality games. And um, then I discovered a show that's popular on the other side of the world called The Genius Mm -hmm. that I'm so like, taken away. I was like, this is my wheelhouse. Like every single round is like a different board game. And and, um, there's like real strategy here. It's like, greater than survivor in my opinion because it's not so uh, black and white where you know you can just organize numbers and vote people out and maybe you win a challenge and get to save yourself you know there's much more obstacles you know to there's a lot more obstacles to get you know someone out of the game if you want or to to get to the end of the game and I was so inspired by that and that's actually what really inspired me to, create sequester the way that it is and the way sequester is designed is similarly where each round of the game there's a different twist that affects the strategy of the vote so it's not so straightforward as you know just getting five people together and voting out you know whoever you want
3: Right. So let me just explain, because we have a lot of viewers who are Survivor fans but haven't really seen any of these other shows. And Survivor really has not done a lot of twists recently that people don't know about in advance. Obviously, we had the fire challenge in season 36, and there was a lot of controversy about that because people didn't know about it from the beginning. Whereas Big Brother is kind of the next iteration of that, where that's why Julie Chen always says, expect the unexpected. There's going to be several times during the game where there is just going to be a rule change or a special round of voting or something like that, it is just accepted in Big Brother, and a lot of survivor fans who are new to Big Brother really have a problem with it. But again, as Audrey said, I like it because it gives it, it kind of kicks your strategy up to a new level, right? Suddenly, for this round, you can only you only need to get even votes, or I'll allow you to explain what one of the uh, a couple of the what the exact the twists are. But just like if you're if you're new to Big Brother and you're watching and now they're doing the safety suite, that's what we're talking about with a twist where it's a regular round in the sense that two people on, on Big Brother would be nominated and one, you know, and then there's the veto and then somebody goes home. But there's this extra twist that for the first three weeks this year, somebody can save themselves by with the safety suite and bring and also save somebody else. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about twists. And in both the genius and then also in sequester, there is a twist every single round. It's built into the fabric of the game that there will be rule changes. And it's very, very different from Survivor. So sorry, I'm sorry. Audrey, please continue.
5: Yeah, I kind of envision it as like navigating through a labyrinth a little bit. Um, Each path has a different course that might lead you to a dead end or get you closer to... The center of the labyrinth, which is you know where you want to get before everyone else, and um, unlike some of the other shows, the they have a lot of. I'm very upfront each round with what the twist is, so they have designated time to plan like how they want to execute this, especially in you know the much longer version of the game. But an example of how it could affect the strategy of the vote is you know, a popular round is the highest even vote twist (sighs) where if you want to get your target out, they have to receive the highest amount of even numbered votes. And sequester is a game where sometimes it makes sense to actually vote for yourself because if you're the target and you know that they have a designated amount of even votes that they're gonna put on you, you can vote for yourself and then offset the balance of the numbers and then make yourself safe. So it's less straightforward on how to get your target out, and uh, voting for yourself is also a gamble in the way of like voting or excuse me, like playing an idol and not knowing for sure if you need to. Right, but right. it's an extra insurance policy for those who you know can't win competitions. You know,
3: right. yeah. So, so first of all, just let's give a few more examples of the kind of twist that you've had in Sequester. Right, you talked about the highest even round which is, might be a little bit hard for certain people to wrap their minds around, but that's what makes it so interesting. Uh, what are some of the other ones that uh, that you've had good, accept- good success with?
5: Um, recently, I've been doing a majority rules twist where I ask all of the players a question, and then they have time to strategize how they want to answer the question. And so the object of the round is to create your own majority because everyone who answers in the majority will be safe, and then ostracize those who you want from knowing how you're going to answer the question so that they actually go up for elimination. And if they're successful, then they'll be safe, and then whoever was not a part of that majority will go up for elimination, and then they can have power And who gets eliminated. But if they catch on to that answer, which they could, and in the online version, it's very easy to do, they could save themselves and submit the, the, an answer in the majority.
4: Yes, yeah. so you're trying to keep the like whatever the answer is that you want it to be away from the people that you don't like, exactly. so that they end up vulnerable and you end up safe. This actually happened to me in the last game that I played, ironically with Lisa, where uh, we had to answer. I think what is Sequester Bot's uh, shoe size? Uh, Sequester Bot is the the mascot for Sequester overall, uh, and the guy who's sort of like quote-unquote, behind-the-scenes controls everything. Uh, And we had to answer his shoe size. And for a while, I think a lot of us were answering 10, but at the very last second, a lot of us moved over to 11, and we got our friends to also answer 11. So then when we all submitted our votes, a lot of 11s came in, a lot of 10s came in, and I think the 11s had it by, you know, a couple votes. So we all ended up safe, and all of the people that previously I had been working with who answered 10 all ended up vulnerable And uh, then obviously, one of those people was voted out and their dream was ended. So, but Audrey, just to be clear, like the minis, like the the way the game is now. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's just 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 like. like, Yeah. Let's go through. I'm sorry. Let's go through
3: through, like kind of the history of the game, how it started, because it's been through several different iterations.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It started completely online. Like originally, I pitched it as like a reality show that you can compete on in your living room and um, you don't have to leave your home and it's accessible to anyone. So anyone can, you know, do it from anywhere. Um, things that could, pre- pre- you know, prevent you from actually doing a show, whether it be like a visible or invisible disability, like now you have access to compete in something that, you know, maybe you wouldn't be given the opportunity otherwise. Oh. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, I had some success. I did that for a couple years after Big Brother. It was just online and developed a small community. And then I was like, well, what if we, you know, filmed an in-person version of this and we drew it out. And, um, you know, the first time we did it, it was very experimental. And then the second time we did it, it was like a huge hit. And then we did it again, and then a pandemic happened and it kind of came full circle. And um, I kind of joke about the irony that, you know, I pitched a reality show that was all online and the host of the show wears a mask. And now we live in a time where (laughs) everyone's wearing masks and it's very hard to produce reality television. And back then it feels like sequester was maybe a little bit ahead of its time.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. So when you were talking about those in-person games, there were three of them, right? Where you basically like rented a house and people came for what was it like five days. Mm -hmm. And it was just a very abbreviated, but still an in-person game with, you know, all different sorts of challenges, because the difference also is when you do it in person, you can also do physical challenges. Um, when it's online, um, sequester is, you know, what we call the social strategy game. Um, when we talk about ser- being successful in Survivor, basically the, you're the three pillars, the outwit, outplay, outlast, right, is kind of physical, social and strategic. So we also have a bunch of these social strategy games. There's there's sequester. People play mafia. There's you know secret Hitler. There are a million of these. But basically, you don't have the physical aspect of it because it's very hard to do that, you know, when you're all online. But the social and the strategic parts of the game run very similar the way it was in a game of Survivor. That's kind of the idea. And when you talked about those games, that so the first stage was everybody's at home, and the game went on for, Brent, like, remind me, were the games for, like, a week or two it was weeks? like, a week. I think
4: night. it was Audrey. Like, uh, there were 11 seasons, I think, counting yeah. stars of... Yeah, uh, when it, yeah, yeah, when it first started, it was two hours a night.
5: Mm-hmm. And um, the audience was heavily involved because at the end of the night, kind of like the genius, they'd meet each week to, you know go through a different challenge or to play a different board game, essentially. And each night they would meet up and do a different twist and it would all be publicized. But then they also have the influence of social media and trying to decipher, okay, who's tweeting things to try to stir the pot? What's actually true here? There's nothing that they can rewatch because nothing was archived, it was all hidden, but they were dependent on, you know, taking some information they saw online the night before and then bringing that into the game and how it changed the dynamic. Um, but that's how it originated was
4: a two hour night, week long event. Yeah. So I will just say from, from our perspective at Rob's a podcast, we knew about sequester and I talked about this before, how it was really, but because Audrey admits that like it wasn't archived, there was no place you could go. Like some fans like sometimes would record something, but most of everything was not recorded in the early days of sequester. It was just live. And then once it happened, it was done. so there was no way if you weren't live there at the time to watch it, there was no way that you could get involved or understand what happened or anything like that, uh, and we didn't really understand what sequester was, but we knew that we knew of it and we knew basically how it the the rules of it. And we knew that we liked it. And Rob's joke was always that I think we'll cover sequester the day that like Taryn or Brent or Alex ends up on the show. Right. So we never ended up on the show, but we did end up covering sequester when it became its live version. When Audrey decided to do a uh, pilot experiment by taping, as she said, you know, she put everybody in a house and uh, decided to make them play sequester for, you know, three to five days, I think in the, in the first season. And, uh, Overall, that was a much more interesting experiment from my standpoint because you were able to edit and you were able to uh, follow the narratives and you were able to follow the personalities and get to know people on a week to week basis. And then, of course, you know after season one, you you exponentially learned uh, about editing and narratives and graphics and uh, storylines and how to bring all of that stuff together, which is a pistol, let me tell you. And then, you know, you came up with Sequester season two. And sequester season three, which is when RHAP got involved, and then the minis came after that. So a lot of people are in the community now, in the sequester community now, because they came in through the minis. But a lot of people don't understand that sequester's been around for like five years. It's just now they're getting on the bandwagon.
3: Oh yeah, that's why I asked. So I was aware of it in the first iteration, but again, my life was just not as such that I could sit down for two hours every night and watch. And mm-hmm. like you said, it wasn't archived. And then I did watch. I think I came aboard uh, with the second season, which was one by Kim Matina, who has been season. my guest. Yes, well, she has been my guest. I think for my very first podcast, maybe when I started covering the Circle. Uh, So that's when I really, like I said, I was aware of it before, but that became something that I could actually watch. And then at what point, because the minis didn't just start with lockdown, right? There had been a few before, Brent, help me here again.
4: Yeah, I, Audrey, can, I, 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 yeah. See, I didn't even know about, I didn't know what a mini was. I remember like back in March when the pandemic started and Audrey said, I'm going to do a mini or I'm going to do a series of minis or something like that. I didn't even know what a mini was. All yeah. I knew was the live version of Sequester. And I knew about the online version. I just had never really paid attention to it. I knew about the live version. That's what we covered for Rob as a podcast. And then she talked about wanting to do minis. And I was like, well, what is a mini? And they were like, it's basically like the show that you love. All in one night, like over like a four to five hour period, and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And then uh, off, off she went. So uh, that's it's basically like three iterations of sequester. And how
2: many people would be would be involved in a mini? Uh, about twenty. Oh my goodness, that's a huge number. Yeah, wow.
4: it's the same
3: as a survivor cast.
2: Right. So, so Audrey, how do you control all these twenty people? <laughs> a lot of help. <laughs> And, and do, and, and do yeah,
5: you, it is it long? takes a village to it takes a village like the community is so um everyone volunteers to help run these games so that other right. people can enjoy them and you know each each part of the game involves like different rooms and each room is moderated by someone in the community and that's by what i wanted
2: to know yes yeah yeah, exactly. Tim. It's like it's like
4: what we're doing right now. Like it's like Audrey uses Streamyard, so like this yeah. would be one of the rooms, and you would be like because you're in the lower left hand corner, you would be the last person who came into the room, and we'd all sit in here and talk about who we wanted to get rid of. Tim, I want to get rid of Karen. Can we get rid of Karen? Like is that correct?
2: Cool? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in the lower yeah. left corner.
3: So, Tim, this <laughs> could be, like one room. So what happens in the mini is there generally you start with five rooms, right? Yeah, with like right. four people in each
5: room. Yeah, and then gradually as like groups of people get eliminated, then I shut down rooms and then sequester becomes smaller and smaller until you're kind of forced to in the later rounds kind of just openly dispute like, okay, who should go here? And then you have to just collectively talk about it.
3: Right. You can't like drag people off into a corner. Right. right. Go that's go take correct. a walk. Right. You're you're stuck with what's on the screen. So basically, but Tim, so this is why I actually spoke to Audrey. I think the first time I tried to watch a mini because it's like this, but there's five rooms going at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. For yes. me, it was a lot. I've got, but that's the thing. So when you watch uh, one of these minis, you're never going to really see all of the conversations in real time. You can't. Right. right. You, um, you see I'm, what you I'm see. You've been obviously. a
2: television producer. Right. Right.
3: But the yep. point is, you have a similar experience to the players because they can also only be in one room at a time.
5: Right. So, like um, Lisa,
3: when I watched your mini, basically I follow you around because uh, I wanted to focus on your gameplay.
4: That's the best way to do it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, when you follow these minis, like I I just pick like a couple people and follow them around. So, Karen, you followed Lisa around in the mini that she played.
3: Well yeah after I on say, doing two, and just feeling like I was just incredibly confused all the time I mean, I enjoyed I saw these little snippets of you know really good strategy and what okay. yeah, but I couldn't really follow the game, so then yeah, yeah I, I would say go.
5: as a viewer, it's kind of like a video game where it's like choose your own adventure, and <laughs> yeah. you kind of choose who you're following around, and you kind of get to see and watch the game through their perspective and who they interact with, but you might miss you know yeah. another room that's happening where. You know mm-hmm. they're actually discussing the the, smi- the demise of the, the character that you happen to be following around. Um, mm-hmm. but that's also what's helpful about the chat like, there is a chat that goes on during the game, and people are updating each other on certain rooms and what names are being said and who says what. And you know, if you can balance the chat and also listening in on different conversations, so just
3: the chat is not open to the players, right? That's just for the viewers. Correct. Right. Okay.
5: Yes. What was the question, Tim? Tim, um, Tim asked if you go room to room. Yes. So, how the game begins is uh, typically a cast of twenty, and then I'll divide them among five different rooms, like we're in right now. The players all have access to a web page that has five buttons on them, and each button leads you into a different room, but you can only be in one room at a time. So it's really hard to the The time for game talk matters. Like when you're in a room with people that you want to talk to, you need to spit out whatever it is that you want to communicate with them, because you don't know the next time you're going to end up in a room with them, unless you really try to organize it, which is very difficult to do when each round is only like at most ten minutes.
3: So I was going to say, yeah, I just wanted to explain. So like each round is like ten minutes, and like we said, this this all takes place during a very long evening. They start sometimes, at, you know, eight p.m. my time, and they tend to go until what one or two a.m but you see the entire game in that one very long evening. And like you said, you normally have something like 10 minutes to discuss. Now, we, in terms of like your ability to get back into a room, we should also explain to them about room limits.
5: Yes. Because and otherwise, so why does it ever be in
3: one room? You can't do, that's not allowed.
5: Right. So the moderators who help make sure that the game, you know, flows and help maintain the control of everything. Um, each round of the game, there's a different occupancy limit So at most, it'll be maybe six people at a time can be in one room. So if more people try to enter, then the moderators intervene and say, hey, we're at a room limit. No one is allowed to talk until We have exactly just five people in here, so you have a decision to make. Do you stall and you're stubborn and decide that you know you're going to sit here and wait for others to leave and then waste your valuable time to talk game, or are you going to just bounce and find another room where you can fit in?
3: Right, but like if you have a you know if you have an ally in the game, right, that you've decided up front that you're going to help each other, et cetera, and we're going to talk about the whole thing about pregame because it has its advantages and disadvantages, but. Uh, the point was that, like, let's say you know, I, I'm playing with Lisa and I really, I heard something I really want to tell Lisa. Not only do you have to look in five different rooms, but like you said, if there are already, whatever the room limit is, five or six people in that room, you can't get into that room to talk to Lisa until somebody else leaves. So it's way, it, it's eating up. And again, yeah. the, the time goes very quickly when you only have 10 minutes. So let's say I wanna come in and everybody's sitting, they'll just say room limit, room limit, you can't talk, you can't do anything but sit there and stare at each other until somebody leaves. So let's say Lisa gives up and she bounces out of the room. Now I'm in, but she's out. So now I don't know where
5: she is. I, I feel like Tim is very confused and hard yeah, I, he's well, trying to kind of
2: process it. Audrey, the, 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 this is so exciting because uh, Karen has been using this language for the last um, 14 weeks. And I've been thinking, where does all this language come from? This language comes from you. You are responsible for this. Yeah. Um, well, you
3: have kind of the language of, of of these social strategy games.
2: Yeah. Well, you see, I, I when, when 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 I when I entered um, the circle, I I knew nothing about um, this sort of strategy thing, and I thought reality TV was like a sort of bastardized version of real life. Um, and um, so it's it, it's all been a great big learning curve. So what you are, in fact, saying is reality TV is is is, is like being a pawn on a chessboard.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. Essentially, yeah. No, so Tim, just <laughs> so, so you
5: know, so we're back
2: to Alice through the Looking Glass. This is wonderful. I feel I, I feel I've made a literary conquest. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Tim, uh, so Audrey did a game on Saturday night. You know, we, yeah. we've been talking about these twists that change the game. You know, Sequester at the end of the day is a social strategy game where you vote each other out, but every round of the game, the structure of the mechanics of the voting could change. Now, what yeah. she did on Saturday night is she had this giant wheel that she spun on the screen, and every round of the game, instead of like her having a preset list of you know these are the twists that are going to be in play tonight. She just let the wheel decide, and so she spun the wheel every time, and whatever the wheel landed on, that would be the twist in play. So, like the great thing that I love also about Audrey is like she's a very good producer. She lets the people see exactly what's happening. So you see the wheel being spun mm-hmm. on the screen. You see that it lands on whatever it lands on, and then that twist comes out. And uh, it's just a really fun for the audience to feel like that the producer listens to them, but also the the producer wants to make it interactive in a way that the that the fans can get behind in a way that is very exciting.
3: Oh, yeah, I really like that. Now, one question, Brent, though, because I did not see that game last Saturday. Um, Can each twist only be played once? Or if it keeps coming up, can you do one twist three times in, in an evening?
4: Well, I mean, obviously, for television purposes, Audrey is not going to you know, typically do the same twist over and over. There have been twists that have been uh, reused, especially in large games. Uh, occasionally, even votes will come up or history can't repeat, which is around where you can't vote for somebody that you've previously voted for before will come up. But most of the twists are in play to... Uh, to accentuate or accelerate the strategy of the game. Like if if the game has become stagnant in a way, that's why a twist would be there. Uh, Something like history can't repeat is a a good twist to have because it forces the players to look at other targets that previously have not been discussed. I, I know having talked with Audrey as a producer and a creator, the one thing that really like gnaws at her is when she feels like the game has become stagnant. So she always tries to work in twists that will motivate the players to play harder and as they say on sequester trust us trust no one
7: <laughs> yeah tim um knows all about this there's you don't really get pagonging on sequester tim
2: yes I, I i i i see yes i i i understand that makes right perfect.
4: there's enough. tim i will say that there's enough of it there that it can uh come to the surface at various times for instance if there's like an like somebody who's been ostracized in the game that everybody wants out you know you'll see them just voted off or a couple of people i remember in the first uh championship game that audrey had a couple of people were definitely on the outs and they were basically pagonged out of the game but also i they, that usually doesn't happen in the beginning mainly because the mechanics of the game don't let it happen the only time you'll really see a quote-unquote pagonging is maybe like Toward the end of the game, if a group of people have been able to successfully navigate the game, stay together, all stay safe, mm-hmm. and they all make it to the end, they might have an opportunity to say, "Okay, we're going to do Audrey first, then Lisa, then Tim, and then it's us four to the end." Like they, yeah. they might. I would say that. That. Yeah. And Audrey, I would say that
5: those scenarios occur more when it is like a an event that occurs where maybe. Players have an opportunity to pre-game. Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. it much let's, more. Let's, let's talk world.
3: about that because it's important, Tim. This is not just for Sequester. This is for all of these games. It yeah, comes up even, even with the in-person games, like uh, any of these All-Star seasons of Survivor and Big Brother, where people have played before. Right. And then quite often they go on the charity circuit or they're active on Twitter and or they do podcasts or whatever. And they kind of get to know each other to a greater or lesser extent. Some people really become friends. And then you throw them back into another game where there is a real chance that people might have pre-existing relationships. You don't get that in, you know, generally you're not supposed to get it it's been known to happen, uh, even on these big natural, you know, American, you know, shows, you know, produced by American network TV. It's been known to happen. Uh, but on sequester, I know that you're trying to not have at that uh, influence things as much. And so I did want to ask you, Audrey, I saw that you were advertising for a game, I think it was the end of September. Is that supposed to be, uh, it's not like, a re- I couldn't quite figure out what it was, because I'm interested in applying. It's kind of like a mini, but it is supposed to be no pre-gaming. So can you please explain that?
4: Um, I don't, is it a private I, game? Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. I think game. it, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think like Audrey, uh, so as sequester has grown, you know, Audrey has the patron games on Friday and right. Saturday I'm night. I'm a but patron, as,
3: so maybe that's what
4: I'm, I'm reminded. Right, that's okay. Let me explain it real quick. So Karen, yeah. the, uh, the, the thing is that uh, during the week, fans who maybe want to play sequester, but maybe can't on Fridays and Saturdays because they work or they have family obligations or something, they will have an opportunity to just basically create their own party. They can create their own game. Some people do it with friends. Other people are like, I want to I want to do a themed private game about, you know, Star Wars and I want other Star Wars like-minded people to play with me and the 20 of us can get together and everybody plays, pays their entrance fee, I think it's like 25 bucks and then uh you know they can have a sequester night of their own. And it, it works out well for people who maybe can't play on Friday and Saturday nights or younger people, maybe who don't want to wait their turn to play on Friday and Saturday nights. So the advent of the private like
3: games. People like who don't want to play until 2 a.m.
4: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, I will say that the whole 2 a.m. thing, that's like, that's like a little bit of an urban legend, like early in the early days of sequester, when, like, Audrey was still figuring things out. The, you know, a lot of people didn't know what they were doing in these minis. I, I, I think it, I, there were times where it lasted to, like, 2 two a.m., 2.30 a.m. But most yeah. of the time recently, I would say that the end of the games come around midnight. It's around midnight. Occasionally it will be a little, little later. Come, sometimes it will be a little sooner. But it's really right in that sweet spot of midnight comes, we name a winner, everybody calls it a day. So right. I, it's, not, it's not as long as you, you might think.
5: Right. It also just depends on, like, if you are organizing a private game, I mean, you don't have to organize it to start at 8 p.m. You can, right, that's I mean. like
3: you can have yeah. an old folks game that starts at, you know, 4 p.m. So yeah.
5: Yes, <laughs> I did see that advertised. That's actually a private game.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, Audrey, in, in, in your sort of activities, does everybody do an activity or, um, and, and then they vote or, or, or what? So how it's formatted
5: is at the start of each round, I'll announce what the twist is. So let's say we're eight rounds into the game and the twist is history can't repeat. So the only rule is that you cannot vote for someone who you've already voted for, including in re And so then they have time, maybe like five, 10 minutes to move around, strategize with other players, figure out like, have you voted for this person? Well, if you can vote for this person, I haven't voted for them, let's get them out.
2: But do, uh, do we? Would we do anything else while we're doing that, or are we just simply? Yeah, yeah um, you have, you have like ten minutes. You have yeah,
5: like 10
3: it's,
4: it's minutes. not. It's yeah. not a lot of time, Tim. And I yeah. will say, as, remember, as the so, game, as the so game goes on, you years have years less and less
2: time. If we're going to do this, if we were to do this now, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Audrey says, "Right, you, uh, you, 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 you've got, you've got a rule. The only thing we're going to do is, 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 is I'm going to go around the place bitching about different people." I'm trying to to work out who I'm going to get rid of. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What a what a (laughs) what a what a bad ass I'll be!
3: Uh. You now now you're getting my my hidden motive for the show. I mean, it was true that you know Tim asked, and I figured it would be good for our listeners to know. But I thought it also might be really, really fun to get Professor Tim on a mini.
2: Love it. <laughs> so you do, I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't be sort of painting pictures or something. And no. no, you're not, <laughs> you're not painting talk. pictures.
3: No, you're just talking to people.
2: I'm, yeah. I, well, good. I I think I'm not talk I'm not talking. I'm I'm, I'm conniving and I'm, yeah. and I'm I'm wheedling and I'm it's it, it's it's all my worst it's all the worst parts of my personality. By the way, Karen.
3: Well, but that's the thing. So when we started this whole process with with Tim watching Survivor, I wasn't sure that we were going to get through the first season because at first he was quite shocked and horrified by all the lying and the maliciousness and 14 weeks in and he's, and Tim is like, I could do this. It's the worst parts of my personality, but I can do this. Yeah. Uh, will totally. you come over to the dark side eventually?
2: But, uh, no, no, I, I'm not, I, 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 I've not embraced the dark side. Well, I, I, I am just part of the dark side just all. I, I, I just believe it's possible to hold two completely contradictory views at the same time. I sincerely believe this, um, and, um, and 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 equally, I can say how much I like somebody, and also think about how much I hate them. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I, I think that I think that's ordinary life, um, and and that that bit I like. But I I, I find it very, I would I find it very odd to spend to spend an entire evening going from room to room. <laughs> Of sagging oh, people.
4: Tim! It's no, it's it's not odd at all. Mainly because it's I fun to vote I, people out. Yeah, and you're you're trying to make sure that it's not you. Like I don't want to be voted off. If I'm playing a game, I'm playing the win, so I don't want really? to waste
2: time. Played... Brent, 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 we have to do we have to do chess at some point because I I I, I, I can tell you my tell it's uh, immediately. If I, I I tend to think three or four moves ahead if I possibly can, uh-huh. and if I think that you're about to win, I will start to giggle, um, and you will know. <laughs> It would be obvious. Yeah. You will know that you, that, you, that you have a winning strategy there. You may not be able to see it, in which case I find it even more entertaining when you make it. Yes. mistake. Yes.
3: Um, and yeah. Our listeners know that, you know, when Tim starts giggling, things get interesting.
2: Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it, mean, it means that you're embracing your devious side.
2: I am. Yes, giggle means, giggle means devilishness. And, yes. Uh, And and, and naughtiness. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, Tim,
4: I haven't had so much fun I've had uh, since I've uh, had my last sequester mini that I played. I had a really, really good time. I actually played with Lisa in that uh, sequester mini. I did. Yeah. Who have you won? Huh? Well, I I I, I, I won, but only Lisa and I ended up in in that even votes round. We ended up in a tie. And I think there were an odd number of people left in the game at that point, so we knew by yeah. default well somebody was going to have an even number and somebody was going to have an odd number, and it really didn't matter. Uh, it was we were in, we were in a rough spot. I'll tell you that we were in rough, <laughs> we were in trouble. Uh, and I think I barely survived by the skin of my teeth. But it was a really fun time. I really want to encourage you to play a mini uh, if you ever have an opportunity. Just Wait, do like a private it mini.
2: It sounds. And, right. uh, I couldn't yeah. have a private mini. That sounds slightly slightly naughty. Um, but. Uh... <laughs>
7: just giggle your way through you'll be good yeah
2: yeah
4: <laughs> thank you very much well, you could do one of the weekday games so uh, when it's not I, I, as yeah, late I anything. i've
3: got I, I, i've got
2: nothing else to do for goodness sake really yeah, yeah. Um, Let's
3: explain to the viewers and the listeners also and tim in terms of what's happening right now it's like, there's, there are these private minis that you can set up but besides that there are games now every friday and saturday night is that still the case
5: Yes, every Friday and Saturday night is the more publicized uh game where, you know, we have at least like a 1000 people watching and really? playing sequester with at total lead,
2: minimum. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah minimum. last week. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You're spectacular. Now look, can, can we could we just go back a second? Audrey, tell me, if we were to have a game based on Star Wars because we mentioned this a few minutes ago, <laughs> how would we have a game on based on Star Wars if all I was doing, you know, I'm Princess Leia, you can see from the hair. Uh, all, all, all I'm doing is running around the place saying how much I want to get rid of Chewbacca or whatever his name is. Uh, we would
5: uh, try to incorporate the theme as much as we could, so we would rename traditional twists with you voices. know, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars verbiage. Maybe we would come up with a couple original ideas, you know, that relate to
2: Star Wars, but we wouldn't have to answer sort of Star Wars general knowledge. No,
4: there's no Tim, this no. is not a game show like that. I mean, it it's, is a a sh- it's a game reality. show in that you're voting people off, but there's no, like, this is not it's a trivia. Really.
7: Yeah, people would miss that for sure.
4: Yeah, the point
2: no, of the game no, is... It just do. seems like a bitch fest, really. I mean, it's uh, a... <laughs> is, is, is that bad in America? Sorry. Have I said no. so the,
5: the point of the game is to be the locus of control. Like, you want to be in the most control of your of your situation. Get others before they get you. And use the twist to your advantage, which sometimes means you know telling, not letting people know that you're going to vote for yourself and offset the balance of the numbers and saving yourself.
3: We also have to explain. I don't think we ever talked about the LOS, right? Which is kind of equivalent of an immunity idol in Survivor,
5: right? Right. But but you
3: get it a little bit differently. So let's explain that also. So.
5: Um, part of the stream, if you ever watch it, there is, uh, one larger part of the stream where you'll see all the cast pictures, everyone who's playing and throughout the night, I'll put X's on the photos as people get eliminated. I will also periodically put this green symbol on there and I'll never tell anyone when I'm going to do it. So they kind of have to hunt for it, you know, like you would an idol on survivor, but if you happen to see it and then you contact me before anyone else, then you will win this power and this advantage works Similarly, where it can void votes cast against you if you feel like you're vulnerable. Mm. Um, It also protects you in one extra way where um, there are certain points in the game where we do double eliminations just for time management and the player eliminated will get to drag somebody out with them. And so if you feel vulnerable for the dragging and you possess this power, then you can play it and force them to drag someone else.
4: Yeah, Tim. That's the part that you would really like, I think, because I, well, you, if if I, if I got that
2: far, yes, I. Yeah, well, I,
4: it's a, at one point, you you there's a person eliminated. That could be you or could be me. But let's say you got eliminated. Oh, you would
2: but never be. Brent and I'd save you.
4: If I if I had really been bitching about you, if I had been really like Tim's really ticking me off so lately, upset. then yeah. he then you would be eliminated. But you'd have the power. To drag somebody out with you, and you could do it in a ruthless manner, and uh, say, you know, Brent, right. you're coming with me, bitch. You know, <laughs> <that's>
3: <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> right. So exactly. So that when you're thinking about voting somebody off, and this is really something to think about in the game, like they said, like let's think. I want to vote Brent off because I know that he's such a big th- that he's such a big threat. But especially because we are friends, right? I'm just afraid that if I go after him, he could say, well, I'm going. You can't. You, I can't prevent that, but I can drag you with me. That's a big part of the
2: quest. So horrible, so horrible. Yeah. Well, I do. He's saying
3: so horrible, so horrible. But Tim is smiling
4: behind. (laughs) I think they can hear it in his voice. Actually,
2: I just finally got some of this, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking this, this, this could be one of those things one does in real life. This, This is. This is ba- this is basically this is basically legal practice isn't it karen it... <laughs> it
3: <was> I... <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not, I'm not putting it together but but please tell please explain
2: well i i i i just think you know it's it, it, it's it's all sort of mal- malicious um- mal- 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 malicious litigation um i i think uh, yeah, and and nobody quite knows what's going on. It's like um, it, it's like discussing tort or something. It's
4: very true, uh, Lisa. I'm curious. Uh, the round that we yeah. ended up in a tie. Were you aware of the fact that you were getting votes? Yeah. Um.
7: Uh, do you mean? Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: See, I didn't know. Like, I had no. I was playing that game. I thought I was totally in the clear. And when Audrey read the votes and said, "We have a tie." It's between Brent and Lisa. I was like, "Where the hell did those votes come from?" Because I it, didn't hear at all that anyone had been voting for me. So they yeah. all they all were able to keep it a secret. And then, of course, I spent the rest of the game hunting for the people that had voted
2: for me that round
3: yeah. to try it to was, get rid,
2: rid of them. was a problem, Brent? When yes, you, um, if, if, if you try and calculate who is voting for you, who is voting against yeah. you, um, you're, I think you're wasting your time. Wasting I think
4: my time, yeah. Actively
2: go out. And, and and try and court the votes, or, yes. or, 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 or suppress the people who are likely to vote against you. Yeah. I, I think counting your votes is like counting your chickens. It's just a well, waste.
3: <laughs> Again, Tim, in this in this game, it's like you would think like in Survivor or in Big Brother, generally the person with the most votes goes home. Again, in Sequester, that is not necessarily true. Oh, yeah.
2: you, you explained this. I I, right. I find that very. Very engaging. So uh, Audrey, I know we're not supposed to ask you about this, but can you tell me uh, what happened on Big Brother?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't
2: know if Audrey wants to talk about this. Yeah, I, I don't I'm so, so, I'm,
4: I'm so, I'm so sorry. But I'm, I'm be, be, gonna, be, um, I'm, oh because Lisa, what are you trying what
7: are you trying I to say, Lisa? Lisa's trying to say something I've been busting to say. And you guys talk so freaking much. Sorry. That. Um, uh, Tim, you keep on saying like, um, you know, everything's like malicious and conniving and it's, you know, hours of just like bitching about people. And it's sort of, it might seem like that like sequester is quite a cutthroat game. But I think the coolest thing about sequester is the community that Audrey's built around it. Mm-hmm. it's just like that's what really sucked me into it and it's it's a real contradiction because the com- in the community the people that are the the sneakiest the cutthroaters, right. the you know who were just like brought you out in a second gosh I, talking to them one-on-one has been some of the coolest conversations I've had ever and I just I don't have enough time in the day to communicate with all the like warm, lovely, just diverse range of people I've met through sequester. And that's just this, it's such a strength. That's if you, even if you're not interested in playing sequester or anything like that, just the community is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm glad yeah. that
3: you said that Lisa, cause I wanted to bring that up. But I feel like one of the other ways that sequester is different is that yes, all of these shows, you know, they, they still, they mouth the words that they know that how, you know, how representation is important, but I feel like they don't really get it. Yeah. Whereas in the, the sequester community, because the, the issue is, so people might say like, what does it matter, right? It's just a game, you just go in and you know, either you, you win or you don't. But if you're going into a, a cast of 20 people, and this is true on Survivor or Big Brother or sequester or anywhere else in life, and you are the only person who is black or gay or trans or disabled or whatever it is, it's very easy just without even meaning to People tend to congregate with those that they have things in common with, right? And again, Survivor and Big Brother producers are starting to figure this out. That if you want to get some non-white winners of some of these shows, you need to put more than one or two people from these communities, you know, ethnicities on the show. So Sequester is very, very deliberately trying to break that. And as a result, guess what? We have a bunch of winners from all across the spectrum. They're not all white men. So
4: yay yes yeah. that. Well, I think, Audrey, like, the, the thing more I love about the question Yeah, more yeah.
5: than 50% are people who are marginalized, you know, come from marginalized groups. Yeah. Well, I think that this and, and the other thing is, is like, it, this is a, it's a game that lasts, like, three and a half hours, four hours. You know? um it's not to the people who play i think i don't think that they would look at it as like just a bitch fest like to them for them they are immersed in like their dream and their dream is to do the circle to do survivor to do big brother and they don't get those opportunities because those opportunities aren't fair um Mm -hmm. and this you know there's no casting involved with sequester it's like sign up or did you? Or what order did you sign up? Everyone gets an opportunity, and um, inclusivity is like a major priority of mine. So if there's like any casting at all, it's just to make sure that you know it's balanced socially
0: That it's right, not
5: yeah. the same kind of representation as these other shows that do a horrible job at, at that kind of balance
2: Oh Audrey, I, 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 I applaud you for that for that last um, bit of the sentence. They really yeah. do They really do do a horrible job, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. um, yeah nod, nods at um, at equity and equality and and, and it's really quite painful.
4: Yeah, yeah, but I will say in the sequester community, though, like, I really, I as, as someone who's, you know, become immersed in the sequester community over the past year, I think it just represents the best of us. Like, the sequester people that I've met are just some of the most interesting, vibrant, uh, forward-thinking people that I've ever met in my life, and I would never have met some of these people if oh. not for the game of sequester. I would never have been brought into that community because of but, that. But, so, but,
2: but Brent, Brent, this is true, I think, about about any form of life when you when when, when you bring people together um and uh, and there's the good will to find something e yes. even even if the thing you've got in common is to bitch about people and get them out you yes. actually have that thing in common and we, we we just warm to people who share that enthusiasm it doesn't matter what our background is i i and i think that's it's a winning ticket every single time
3: right. uh, yes but it's also important, like when you talk about it being a bitch fest, I mean, it is, but it, these are basically people, especially in a community like this, where people have, or, or at least some people are starting to get to know each other. But even if you don't know each other, um, it, these are just very, very competitive people, right? Just like the people who go on the very. You know, the, the TV shows. And so, and I've been somebody who, so I've never been on a show, but, you know, when I was in high school and college, I was a debater. And I debated against my best friends. And a lot of these people are still very close friends of mine. And so you go into a round and you and my goal at that point is to wipe the floor with my best friend, right? I want to win. But then afterward, we're friends. And that I think is the same kind of idea with yeah. So yeah. like I think I would, uh, say kind of you're looking at in a negative light. I would
5: even I would even argue that it's a reality show without the Bitch Fest because yeah. it is a reality show where you're not doing confessionals intentionally talking crap about other people. And, you know, you have very low stock invested when you sign up for this game that only lasts a few hours. You know, you don't have to emotionally manipulate anyone into voting voting your way, you know? It's just like, can I make this person feel good on first impression? Like, are we both threatened by the same person because they seem like they have good social skills? You know, it's not as deep as yeah. like, these you know, more legitimatized shows, you know, that are much larger platforms.
2: And you don't have anybody unseen pressuring you.
3: Right. Audrey, Audrey is in charge. There is nobody yeah. above her to screw this up.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, well, that's exactly what I was going to say, Audrey, that um, when you're in a show like Survivor or Big Brother or Secret, whatever it is, and you're in this manufacturing environment for 30, 40, 50 days, and they're trying to create drama, there's a whole different motive there. Sequester's is about having fun. And yeah, it's not, it's very rare. Like, I'd be really surprised if I was playing Sequester and someone came in and said, hey, Brent's a jerk, let's vote for him. Like, it, that's not what happens. Like, people say, you know, oh, Brent's got the numbers, or I think Brent told this person this. It's, you know, much less personal when you're playing the game. I think that's why it's easier to have those deeper connections out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. And, 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 do, and do you find um, over the longer games, that the sort of drama and the personalities automatically emerge.
5: Yeah. I think in any TV show, that's how it is, because you're more emotionally invested. You know, Mm. it's like more hurtful that your friend, someone that you were building trust with votes you out.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. You see, I, I was, I I was always told, at least when, I mean, years ago, I I had to do these sort of creative writing uh, classes and things for various people Mostly Americans, actually. Gosh, how shocking. Um, but, um, uh, but, but, but I remember, I, I remember uh, sort of saying that you've got to, you've got to confine people. Um, and if you confine a group of people, whatever that group of people, they're all going to have something in common and they're all going to fi- find reasons to get along with each other or, 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 or fight. Um, you're going to have drama and you're going to have um, personality emerging in that confined space. Um, and the problem is defining that space, because if you can if you can get up and just go off to um, Halifax or something, <laughs>
5: then,
2: um, uh, then, then your drama stops. Um, your drama would stop anyway if you had to go to Halifax, I think.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Uh, isn't there a Halifax in Nova Scotia or something? Yes. yes. yes uh, that I wasn't like that. I, was I
4: will say uh, yeah, I just but... I, I want to be real with people like I don't want to paint like too much of a nice nice cotton candy picture <laughs> of Sequester like the Sequester community is one of the most vibrant fun like awesome communities I've ever been a part of but they are some of the most cutthroat competitive people you will meet and like both of the, as Tim says both those two things can coexist you I... can be a part of that community and be cutthroat, but also be one of the coolest, most uh, chill people that yeah. I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. I would say, like, for the minis, like, the, the as Audrey says, like, the investment isn't as much, so the drama isn't quite as much, but it's still there. Like, some, some things happen on some of these minis that you're, like, you look at them and go, like, reality TV could never. They could never because, like, you just don't get reality like this ever on your television vision screen. And, and then you look at something like the, like the live show, which is what RHAP covers um, for Sequester. And that obviously, because there's more investment in it, it's, it's a week long or it's like every Sunday night where you watch the episode and then like have a week to, to digest it and then come back a week later and it airs for a couple months. That's something where you're able to connect with people more. And I certainly did during season three when I was, uh, had my favorites, the people that I liked. And Karen knows some people that I didn't like. And, uh, you know, the, the, look, let's be honest. As human beings, we like the drama. We like the fun. We like the sass. So, like, uh, I think that there's uh, all sorts of, like, whatever you like in life, whether it's, you know, something a little bit more cutthroat and cool or something a little bit more dramatic and interesting, I feel like Sequester has it no matter what you're looking for. So, uh, it's all out there for you, really.
7: Yeah. I think you've got the, um, with me and Brent, you've probably got the opposite sides of the, if you want, you know, walk the community and fun. (laughs) The cutthroat and the name calling.
2: Then maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? we, we, which one of you is name calling?
4: Oh, I, I've I've let, let some people have it, Tim. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ray. Yes. Brain. yes. yes. Brain. Well, Tim, they yeah. lied to me. They said they were going to do something. Everybody to me.
2: lies <laughs> to you, Brett.
4: <brain>. Yeah.
7: What is going on, guys? like this, yeah. I
4: discover?
2: But uh, Lisa, you're yeah. you're yeah. you're not nasty at all, are you?
7: She's not. It's a nice, no one's nasty. No one's nasty.
2: Not, anyway. I'm
4: not nasty either, Tim. I, really? I just like to have fun. Yeah, no, it's well, a. Are we're, a we're definitely two sides of the same coin.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you, you see, I, I and, and I think, you know, pe- pe- people massage the truth all the time. It's it's called storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Charles Dickens and Shakespeare, are remembered for it. Right. Um, and, yeah. and, and my cat massages the truth all the time <laughs> as well. <laughs> He's walking around the place insisting that he's hungry, whereas, in fact, he was only just fed. Right. Lisa, Uh. I have
3: to ask you something, though, because you have this experience also of being on, you know, quote unquote, a real TV show and then playing sequester. (sighs) And you played a very strong social game in Survivor New Zealand. And it's easy to understand how you do that because you're living on a beach with people. You know, you get to know them. You have, like you said, three days generally between the votes. How do you adjust from that to a situation like this where you have 10 minutes to convince these people that you've never met not to to, to, to vote for somebody that's not you?
7: Yeah, that's the biggest thing about sequester, I think, is just the, the manicness of it. You know, the speed, the um, lack of time to really... Build those relationships and build those long things. And there's in Survivor, there's, you know, a thousand things like body language, where people are sleeping, where people are sitting, what people happen at food times. Like there's just a million data points of input there to try and make your decisions on and make your strategy from. And sequester is not like that. Well, it's not for me at the moment. Maybe if you're, you're a really good, I'm not a good sequester player, maybe if you're a really good sequester player, it would be like that and you'd just be getting all this information and know everything. But it's a game of limited information with the, the rooms. So it's a huge difference. Also, and, I would argue, I Lisa,
4: that the, the things that make you such a great person and made you the winner of Survivor New Zealand is because you are so great at, like, building quiet bonds and connecting with people <sighs> on a really human level. But the thing about the sequester minis is that there's not a lot of time for that. Like, no. you're, like, trying to get out the information fast and you got to move on. Like, you don't have any time to, like, develop but, but, bonds. But, but Lisa,
2: so, yeah. Lisa's just betrayed... A uh, uh, sort of the, the, the linchpin of your of, 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 of your strategy, you assume that if you haven't dealt with somebody, that they're going to vote you
4: off. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I think that's sometimes true. But Ooh. I would also say that if you haven't dealt with somebody, you're more likely to not have something invested in them. So you're willing to vote them off. It's not like I'm specifically coming for somebody that I don't know. It's just I don't have a relationship with them. I don't know them. I haven't talked with them. So... Sure, I'll vote for them. Like you know, somebody somebody has to go.
2: (laughs) Would you say something? I do. Do do you find alliances are formed uh, without necessarily being? I would say
4: loose alliances. Like the last time I played Sequester, I was definitely working with a couple different people that I definitely tried to like. If people suggested their names, I would try to move it Mm -hmm. to a different person. But it's not like okay, we're voting together each and every time. It's just it's never that easy because designed in a way
5: to. Uh, promote fluidity, like even the long version is like the filmed version. Each round is designed in a way where and make you more dynamic as a player, like willingness, like one round, maybe you're targeting someone, but the next round, because of the twist, it makes more sense for you to team up and then settle those differences and then work together towards, you know, a new target.
2: Audra, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm really interested in the, in the thing where you took over a house did this mean so in between the sequences the, the various people living in the house weren't able to talk to each other or they were they was there was, there was continued interaction
5: no it's uh, I mean it's a different format because it's in person so um, you know they are allowed to freely move around like they would on a big brother set or like in survivor I don't know if survivor had like limitations or anything like that but um, No, they're allowed to freely kind of move around and go congregate secretly in rooms if they want or
2: talk out in the open if they want. And how did you film all this? How many cameras did you have?
5: Um, I think in our most recent season, we had like six, five or six.
2: With with, with camera crew or or, or they were sort of um, remote Yeah,
5: even the live version, it takes a village. Everyone is a volunteer. Like it's not a professionally run, uh, operation, although we are improving in it. Like, it's so good, Tim. Like so yeah. I humble
4: yeah. being it's, it's really kind of
5: Yeah. A bunch of super fans running around with their heads cut off with, footage, like with cameras, hoping that, you know, we can tell the story with it, but we're all just trying to have fun and, you know, do some, produce something that we're all
2: passionate about. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I have already decided, Audrey, you know, and I wanted to ask you, you know, what's next? Obviously it's not possible right now but is that something that you'd want to do more live versions because i've already decided that my contribution is i want to fly down to georgia or wherever this is and i will just cook for all of you
5: Uh, (laughs) all Um,
3: right seriously i would love because that way i get to watch and i get to kind of be there when it happens and that is my best way to contribute to this community i can't Run a, I mean, I can't run a camera, but I
5: can
3: uh, run. But are you looking to do more of those now once, like I said, once all of this is over? Or do you want to stop? Yeah,
5: it's definitely something that um, I've been discussing with uh, people on my production. You know, how can we make the, is this possible to produce in a pandemic like responsibly? Like we would definitely have to make a lot of changes. Like it couldn't be a 20 person cast anymore, um, just because we don't have the budget to test people daily for COVID. And, you know, how much can we actually control? Can we do the, Is there a way to do this responsibly? You know, those discussions are definitely being had.
3: Right. To me, it seems like the biggest thing is you would just have to quarantine everybody for two weeks beforehand, which is hard because that's why the games are normally kind of like over a long weekend, right? It's a much bigger commitment to tell people you have to come for three weeks, right? Because we have to quarantine you first. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. And then even within the game, like you said, you have to be careful, you have to keep people apart. So it would definitely look a lot different. It doesn't mean it's not possible, but. Right. right.
4: So, Karen, is that what you gravitate to? Like, did you watch Kim Tina's season on Sequester I I Season 2? I, I, I,
3: yes. I have seen two and three, and then I have uh-huh. seen a bunch of the minis. But again, you know, uh, now that I'm producing my own content, I don't have the time yeah. to necessarily sit and watch everybody else's content.
4: Oh, well, look how busy you are.
3: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, I, but I've been a patron of Audrey's for quite a while.
4: I know that, I, yes. I, I, I
3: definitely this is something that I wanted to encourage because it is—it it opens up the opportunities, like you said, for all of these people who otherwise couldn't play a game. You know, I have my own disability; I'm not going to play Survivor, right? But this is something that I could do, mm-hmm.
4: right? Now, Karen, you were one of like the—you were one of the first patrons. Uh, you were definitely one of the first 100 patrons. I know that, like oh, uh, as yeah. far as uh, sequester goes, yeah. And yeah.
3: I, I'm just going to put a little plug in here in general for people: please support your content creators. Um, this stuff. I mean, it takes a lot of time and it costs a lot of money. You know, I'm not making any money on this and I'm spending money on audio stuff and video stuff and other stuff. So it's not about, you know, getting rich or making a profit. It's about just contributing to this game so that it can continue, by the way. So you don't have to be a patron, right? You can just come. it. I'll say you again. I'll repeat it again at the end of the show. But it's sequester, S-E-Q-U-E-S-T-E-R. Access aacess dot com, and you can just pop in on Friday and Saturday and watch a mini. Right, that's completely free, and that should obviously be the first thing if you're interested in checking this out. But and, and you,
4: there's a Facebook group that you can be a part of, even if you don't want to play the minis. You can be a part of the Sequester community. That's at uh, I think it's Sequester Community on Facebook, Audrey. It's a private right. group. You have to be asked yeah. into or invited into. Yep. Um, or and, you can and watch it. the episodes on YouTube. Yes, you can watch the episodes on YouTube, which is at uh, Sequester Access, and, and also um, uh, the Patreon. Uh, you can, If you want to be a patron, you can be a patron for as low as $3 and get to play in the uh, Friday and Saturday minis. Go into, uh, Patreon.org/ or and, yeah. yes, on to patreon.com slash yeah, sequester. If you want to
3: play, I, you have to be a patron, but again, that's a very modest contribution.
4: Three bucks! Uh, yeah, Three exactly. bucks is like but a, people, a happy meal.
3: Right, but if, if enough people give you three bucks then you have enough money to actually put on a show.
5: Yeah, and I do, I want to uh, eventually do a live season because I love production. Like I grew up like filming myself, like role-playing survivor in my room. I love editing, I love the creativity of it all. And um, I also, you know, I love the community around, I don't know, it's just a special feeling to be able to create something and then have community around something that you created. Mm-hmm. Because it feels it like really is. you're really contributing something to people's, you know, happiness.
2: But but you you, you, you avoided all the negative stuff that goes with um, the 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 reality phenomenon. Audrey.
5: Well, I yeah. So when it, if something occurs um, and under like where we're filming in person, I control the narrative. So if someone does something incredibly like vile. I don't have to air that. I don't have to exploit anyone. And I really try not to do that. Um, And then I can have conversations with those people on set and just say like, hey, this is not what we all signed up to do. This isn't going to work.
3: But I think you get less of that also in your community because it's, again, you are the head of it. And people just know with Audrey that, you know, she doesn't put up with this kind of stuff. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But, but, But equally, I... I, I, I'm I, I'm very optimistic about people. I just don't think really people are people want to be that nasty. No, uh, I think most people. I think, I, I think however there is there is an assumption in the in, in, in the professional T V world um that that is obsessed with the idea that that um that good television is drama and that drama comes from conflict. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah,
5: so people are like that, yeah.
3: Um, Tim, you're the- you're the storyteller i mean there is an argument that from the standpoint of story structure right you do need something you know quote unquote conflict but it doesn't have to be a fight in the way that. Karen
2: Karen, Karen, Karen you know i um not only am i a storyteller but i'm also a theologian, and every bit of my being rejects uh the 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 the, the premise on on which you're saying that um uh, what 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 you're drawing on is the idea of, of, of good versus evil, that in order to have good, you have to have evil. And I simply reject it. I think it's possible to have two goods and it's possible to have variations on good. You don't need to have um, evil or nastiness to um, to have no,
3: no, drama. I'm not, I'm not talking evil. I'm not talking about nastiness, but I'm saying conflict in the sense that, you know, if you're in a game and, again, and there are two sides of the house. Right, if you're not You nasty. want to win. No, nobody's being no. nasty. Nobody's saying horrible things to each other. But there's one side and there's the other side, and there's conflict between them. That's
2: Absolutely, my Absolutely. Yeah. um and, right. and 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 you know, you uh, you you you're in a game exactly to, to to play on, play the game, and win. Lisa, there's a big
7: difference. Oh, yeah, please, Lisa, go ahead. Sorry, there's <laughs> a big difference between conflict on the level of strategies and needs. So, um, like. For example, if everyone, if 18 people come into a game, 18 people all want to win. So, 18 people all think that, you know, winning the money or being at the end and being the last person left is the way, that's the strategy they all want. They all want that same thing to happen. And then that's going to meet their need for acceptance or financial security or happiness or whatever. But really, there's no conflict on the level of needs. You know, everyone has that need for happiness or acceptance or success or whatever it is. And so we need to differentiate conflict on the level of needs and strategies. I think that's where you can have conflict, but, it, you know, see that it's just everyone trying to navigate to their own, meet their own sort of needs and it, ways. It,
2: it's strange I, I, again, I, I find myself coming back to the whole sort of survivor thing. Um, your, your assumption that everybody wants to win, that's not my assumption. My assumption is that I want to take part. Um, my assumption is that I might, usually I want Brent to win, clearly. Um and I will do everything everything to facilitate his win. no Lisa, you're gonna be taken out. You're gonna be my first victim. <laughs> because, because in the in the Brent game that I'm going to be playing, you see, I I, I I and I'm quite happy to sacrifice myself. I would have done it in the circle, um yeah. if I'd been allowed to. Um I, I I I just think there's a there's a series of of um assumptions which are projected onto uh, people playing a game, and I think a lot of this comes from this rather aggressive sort of um professional um element and uh, and and I think ordinary people you know if you go back to the nineteenth century or, or or early or in fact the early 20th century where people played board games as a rule um actually it was just the fun of playing the game you, you, I, I played board games uh with um with, with, with friends and family particularly at school. where where, where i don't remember the board game finishing and that wasn't the point the point Mm -hmm. was just the sheer um fun of being uh being gathered around a table together and i think that's that's something that you that you you, you've managed to i i I think just just from listening to this you, you you've managed to capture that in a way that a lot of the television games have missed it. They're, they're wide of the mark because they're so obsessed with this prize.
3: Right. I, I think the fact that, because again, Tim is always that was the issue. So when Tim played the circle, for those of you who didn't see it, because he saw played the circle in the UK, not in the US. So you won't even if you go to US Netflix, you're not going to see it. But he really was the very unusual player who really there was another player that he really wanted to win, and kind of sacrificed. Right, <laughs> And the producers wouldn't allow it, but you've also, you. but Tim has talked a lot about the money and how the money can, you know, on the one hand, it gives people incentive to play hard. On the other hand, it can kind of corrupt the game. So in sequester, the in-person games, there is a modest cash prize. Um, it's not a lot, especially when you deduct dis- the fact you have to pay for your own travel, etc. And these online games, it's just for bragging rights, right? That's, that's, so this is what you're describing, Tim. It's a bunch of yep. friends. You know, or people that, who are in your same community. Maybe you've met, met them, but you know that you all have this interest in this game. And you get together for an evening and you play a game and somebody wins and they get to be happy about it.
2: Yeah. You see, yeah. I, 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 I think if you if you if you if you play a very aggressive game. Um, so on national television, just for the money, you, you, you end up emerging. Maybe you win And and, and and the point is: Will you ever meet? Will you ever want to speak to these people again? Actually, the thing that you've got in common is the fact you all played this game. Uh, mm-hmm. The money is, is almost an irrelevance. Well, and it is in the
4: almost concept. an irrelevance. Yeah. Yes. I uh, well, I wish I, I
2: wish. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, really like uh, no, no. Team, look, I, Lisa won two hundred fifty
4: thousand dollars. 250000 uh, dollars. Playing- Oh well so I you know I I don't know what the I don't know what the exchange rate is. I just know it's that you won 250. Okay cool. <laughs> well you s- still won some money playing Survivor New Zealand. That was really really cool. And like if it hadn't have been there like I, I, I don't know I, maybe I'll ask you like would you have fought as hard as you did if there was no money at the end?
7: No. Like Yeah. No, not at all because I, I was to, because I was trying to Thank get like, financial security for me and my son. Yes, yes, yeah. I love an honest
4: answer. Thank God. Yes, yeah. because
2: like I, again, I, I, I won yeah. some money as well, but I mean, uh, but, but if, if I offset the money I won against the yeah. uh, against the serious money and trouble I've had since, um, r- r- really, I prefer <laughs> not to not to play. Um, well,
4: yeah i i think mean, you definitely have to make your own calls i know that for uh sequester season three i think that in season two i think the cash prize was twenty five hundred dollars which is not i would say more than a modest amount like give me twenty five hundred dollars okay. so i'll take it it much. is it is exactly it's for the it's love like of the game and, yeah what'd you say lisa
7: it's like a million New Zealand dollars.
4: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, minis, really? Is it really? I had no idea. Yeah. The minis have no
5: prize. in New
2: Zealand, you get to live in that country, which would be, you know, that's worth it, isn't it? That would be worth it,
5: yes. Yeah. So, Audrey, what'd you say? I was going to say, yeah, just to bring it full circle. Like, the minis, they don't have a prize. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, or not at the end of the day, the very next day, Um, There is a podcast of sequester where, you know, they bring everyone on no matter what place you got and you kind of get to talk about your experience. And even though it's hard to conceptualize from the outside, like how people could feel so bonded after, you know, just playing a game where with total strangers for just like four hours, these individuals in the community have walked out with like new best friends. Like they all really were so immersed in the experience. Like they really went through something together and got through, not went through, but got through something together no matter what place. And now they have like group chats and like these watch parties for other minis and big brother and um, they play games and, um, the community for the minis is like the biggest takeaway. Um, but absolutely, really like for the live game people, I'm sh- like most everyone signs up and they want that prize. Like everyone really wants to play that game. Um, but I would say Sequester is more centered around, you know, the storytelling of the game. Like if you watch season two, like it really doesn't get like too petty. Like some people yell and it gets competitive, but it's all about the game, the storytelling oh. of the game.
2: Oh, Audrey, I, I I yell and I get competitive, um, <laughs> and uh, but I, I I everything you're telling me now, I was I was so I, I was so sceptical at the beginning. I mean, I, I I had quite a frown, and I'm now sort of smiling. I mean, you can't see it because of the beard, um, but, um, but 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 I think I this is fun. I'm thinking that you're a sort of you 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 you're sort of angelic, Audrey, in in, 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 in the way you have design to bring people yes. together.
7: Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, yeah.
4: Thank you. Audrey, we love you. You've done an amazing job with the sequester (laughs) community and I'm so glad to see that you've been Honestly, as somebody who has known of you for five years and has known you for about a year, I am so glad to see that all of your efforts that you've been putting into sequester are finally being noticed and rewarded mm-hmm. and experienced and enjoyed uh, and immersed uh, within by the uh, the community that you've helped create. It's really cool. Yeah. To watch. I mean, during yeah.
3: lockdown, I mean, obviously there have been a lot of losses in many ways, you know, to everybody. But this is something where, you know, I guess because all oh, you had the foundation, you had the game. Right, you were able to quickly pivot and start doing these minis, and it looks like oh, you know, there was a community before, you know, and but the the community really seems to have exploded. You really met a need at exactly the right time. Right. Mm.
2: Well, Audrey, if 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 you think there's anything this mad English person can do, please contact me um, in, in, in any way.
3: We're going to try to get this mad English person uh, into a mini. I'm, I'm, I'm,
7: yes.
5: I'm, yeah, I'm, listen, you got to you got to try it out. See what it, see what it's all about for yourself.
7: <laughs> everyone right here.
2: <laughs> yeah, We are. We are. You know, I, I I I I I come onto these things. I never expected that that, that I'd be doing all these podcasts. Um, and, uh, and and Karen has looked after me magnificently and I look forward to these She days.
4: has. I'm so glad to I'm so glad to listen to you these days Tim. Like it was really? fun to
2: experience when, you on the circle. When we started it was a bit of a disaster but uh, Well yeah.
4: that's the the fun of it all like getting to experience it through your eyes. It's totally
2: cool. Yeah, I I I just find I just find this sort of um managed chaos. You know God created the world out of chaos. I feel we can do the same sort of thing. Um cool. <laughs> Yeah. And of, I, 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 I just feel, the, the, there was a time when I, I like to have a script, I love to have a script, I love to know what I'm supposed to be doing, um, and, uh, and, and then every so often I don't have a script and I find everything goes so much better. I mean, you know, the worst, the worst things that I used to find when I was going off to Russia to teach, I'd get off the plane and there would be this person arrive, uh, arriving who would sort of bundle me into a car um, and and uh, and and then and then she'd say to me, um, "Oh, you've got a you, you've got a lecture on the on the on the death of the British novel," and I'd say, "Oh, that's very nice. When is that?" In about two hours. <laughs> and, I would, uh, and, and then she'd tell me that I was being filmed as well. You know, the stakes couldn't be any higher. And and in fact, if you if you if you look on YouTube, I think there is a there is a lecture on the death of the British novel, which literally was written in the back of a taxi. Um. While the, while this lady was chattering to me, you're looking around, Brent. You're looking. Ter- I'm sorry.
4: There's this like I, I apologize. Just ignore me. Just ignore me. There's this black thing that's like right here, and I don't know. Like, see this thing right here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. I is ju- Where is that at? I don't what see is it. it? I don't know. It looks
5: it's like, like a logo. On, oh, it's it's a, on it's a, oh,
4: it's a logo. it's a logo.
3: That's the reward logo. One logo. It's you can't really see it, but there
4: that. We... I thought there's some some cord that's hanging down. On <laughs> yeah, what is that? I thought, no, I thought, a, I thought that. it was a bug. I thought it was a thing. I had no idea what it was.
2: Yeah, no, so. no, 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 no. It's that sort of little finger. I'm. And, you know, I, 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 you're this big. You're this big. I'm going to crush you. Right? You <laughs> look terrible. I no idea. No, anyway. We're, so we're, Audrey, going to, we're going to save your Brent. It's okay.
4: Yes. Yeah.
3: Brent, okay. Audrey, Brent, anything else about sequestered that we haven't covered that you think we should?
5: Um, I mean, I just, I think a good way to close it up is... You know, if you're a super fan listening and you've like scream at your TV, what are you doing? And you've had these strategies in your head, and have always wanted to put yourself in the ring and see how you do. It's a very like low investment, like just personally um, opportunity to just put yourself out there for a few hours and you know see how you fare. Like how well can you adapt in like yeah. chaos? I guess.
2: Right. Oh. That- oh. What what right. is this mask bit Audrey I, I do you wear a mask or something or what So
5: the sequester bot is kind of this like ominous a mysterious host of the game. And I like I wanted him to be or him or her. You know, I want their identity to be mysterious because we don't really know who's pulling the strings on a lot of these shows. And like, is there motivation? Like, are we just pawns on someone else's chessboard? And um Sequesterbot, like the mask has like a much deeper symbolism of how, you know, I feel like I, I posted a video in Sequester of uh sequester about sharing a perspective about how like your intuition is developed in the dark and there might be a negative connotation with darkness but there's actually more solace when you can go in there because you in in darkness you have to really like depend more on your senses your human senses where in the light anyone can parade around, everyone wears a mask in the light and you can be blinded by someone's light. And there's this really positive connotation with light. And so it's more to symbolize like what's really going on behind the mask. Can you go to that space that's like dark, quiet and weed through, you know, in just blips of time, you know, who are you, who you're actually dealing with kind of a thing. I don't know if I explained that well enough. Yeah, yeah. no,
2: you did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, comes, it comes very close to the source circle stuff and the catfishing. Yeah. Thing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to also say that pivoting off of what Audrey said, if you're a super fan and you, you know, have always dreamed about being on, you know, big brother survivor, whatever show that you've been watching. Um, like I got news for you. Most of us are not going to get on survivor and big brother. Like uh, that, that's most of us. That is not going to be a reality, but if you want to take fate into your own hands and play one of these games that you've always wanted to play, I think sequester is really the home for you. I also do want to say too, that like, I occasionally there's a twist that comes up where like, you know, the person with the most votes necessarily doesn't go home, but 95% of the time, the person with the most votes is the person eliminated from the game. So uh, I just want to make sure everybody understands that Uh, the, the twists are very, uh, They're they're easy to understand.
6: Yeah.
2: All the twists. After the game, because I, I think, Audrey, said you said you, you learned the twist at the beginning of that round, or? Yeah, each round, the, the twist. They're is announced
4: the... ahead of time, yeah. So yep, it's never like you vote, know. and then yeah. she drops the twist on you and says, ha, ha, ha. Like, I mean, that's, that's that's bullshit. Nobody nobody likes that, and we don't like it. That's not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, well, that, uh, that, it, that.
2: That yeah. does occur in the in the TV games. That's exactly
4: why we like sequester because Audrey is somebody who cares about <laughs> the fans who watch the show, and uh, you know the people don't respond well when we feel when we feel like the producers are trying to yank our chain. That's when we tend to revolt. Like we don't yeah. like that. Yeah, and I care.
5: I care about the players' experience yeah. as well. You know, I want people to walk away and feel like you know they got what they signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. even though this yeah. is
3: not on TV and you don't have to worry yeah. about the kinds of abuses we get you know on the network shows even so like I said Audrey really cares very much that this be a place where everybody feels heard and empowered and if they ever feel like they're not uh there's an address or several addresses to bring this up whereas in some of these other shows not so much no
2: no no, mm-hmm. no yeah
3: it's a very uh, different
2: I, th- I, 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 I think I think the important thing is you know we we, we need to
6: Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
2: Uh, where, where people do feel empowered and where people do feel cared for, like this one, oh. yes,
4: yes. Like uh, I mean, I like care for everybody, uh, I I <laughs> want to empower <laughs> Yes, okay. no, right. Sequester does a great job of just uh, having people from all across the spectrum. Uh, I mean, like as I've told, like, I've told this story many times. I grew up in a town. That was had 187 people in my high school class and 187 people were white. I never had a person of color in my high school when I grew up. I just didn't. There was nobody around my neck of the woods. So and then I went into the military and I got to meet other people from different walks of life. And then as time moves on, you know, you sort of settle into your own backyard. And Sequester has done something that I didn't really think was possible, where it just allowed me like a second chance to just meet other people that I just never would have met in real life. I just Don't have many friends of color around me because of, you know, like I live in the middle of Kentucky and there's not many people of color around me, but also because of like the nature of the job that I work. So I want to be able to move more beyond my own backyard and experience other people and other ways of thinking. And also, uh, realize that their lives matter black lives matter and i've uh, had an opportunity to get to know other people because of sequester and uh it's just it's been a it's such a rewarding experience for me as someone who comes from you know the middle of the bible belt in kentucky uh, to get to meet all of the people that i have through sequester and uh it's just because of the community and if the community wasn't there i wouldn't have had the chance to meet them so audrey thank you for that
3: Yes. And the other part of this is, yes, you know, it's the opportunity to play, but it's also the opportunity to watch. You know, if you haven't noticed, there's not much new on TV these days. And these live minis run every Friday and Saturday night at, what, 8 p.m. Eastern, correct? Often you you go, you can just go to sequesteraccess.com and it will give you a link and you can just hang out and watch. And if this is something, again, that you find interesting and you want to play, then, you know, become a patron and kick three bucks to Audrey. It's not, it's not a huge commitment, but the lowest commitment is just this Friday or Saturday night. Just log on and see what's going on.
4: Yeah, that's cool. By the way, Lisa, I, I did some research. You actually won 163 American dollars. That's what uh, 250,000 New Zealand dollars is right now. So I was like, cause I was like, is it, is it really worth nothing? I thought they were, I thought it was worth <laughs> something. it <Yeah. laughs>
7: made a big difference to my life. Yeah. There was, <laughs> point, I'm glad to
2: that. there was a point Brent when I thought that, um, that American dollars were much smaller than British pounds, and that's no longer the case. It's really quite. Fun.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember those days too, Tim. Do you?
2: Do you? <laughs> yes, I was, I you're you're all welcome over here. I mean, you know, come, <laughs> come, come and enjoy our dwindling economy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
3: entire reality TV community in the U.S. to all get on a plane and come visit him. Tim, it seems to me it might be easier to bring you here rather than to bring everybody there.
2: Absolutely. I'll fly in a Mary Poppins way. Audrey is saying that she's got to go. I do. Oh. I have to go. All right. I right. so right. so really, really enjoyed Thank meeting you.
5: Yes. Great so you. Thank you so much for having me Thank and you uh, so uh, sharing your platform to talk about this. This was really cool. So great. Thank, Thank you, you, Audrey. Yeah.
7: you, much, Audrey. Amazing.
3: Yeah. Yes. It really, it's amazing what you what you've built.
5: Thank you. Bye, guys.
2: Bye, honey. Uh, bye. bye, bye. Okay.
3: So now let's just let me do my housekeeping. Uh, Tim, where can people find you on social media?
2: Oh uh, well, I'm, I, I, I'm 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 i becoming I all over the place it seems. I don't I don't understand it. I I either I, either I'm I think I'm becoming like something you just can't get rid of. Um. So <laughs> I, I've got some... Um, uh. It, 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 it's like sort of wet underwear. <laughs> um, I've got, I've got. Um, sorry, <gasps> You're
4: you find him? Yes.
2: Yeah. So, so I, yeah, uh, I, so I got. Uh, where, where is it now? So, so on YouTube, I'm under a thing called Zontul Films Limited. Z o n t u l f i l m s l t d. And and that's uh, my film company, which is named after my partner, who also works with me. And, uh, and and Zontal is a wonderful name. It, it means high mountain, and it's uh, it, it, it's a name that ultimately comes from ancient Syriac, but it's a in, in, uh, it's a Turkish name. And it, so, so so Jesus would have said, "Come come come up the Zontal, boy!" <laughs> um, when he uh, uh, and, and and actually my partner my partner fell off a ladder the other day, so he's in. He's, oh, he's, he's, oh, sorry, he's oh, sorry to hear that. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um. I he 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 felt fell dramatically. I, we don't do anything which hasn't got a theatrical bias here.
4: I was going to say, um, yeah, Everything, um, everything's yeah. done with drama.
2: It <laughs> is. It is uncomfortable, and we're, and um yeah. Anyway, anyway. So 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 that's YouTube, and then on Instagram, I'm under a professor underscore Tim underscore Wilson, and on Twitter. I'm gradually building up Twitter, which is really, I had, I've had Twitter for a long time, but I just didn't realize that it it, it had any relevance in, in, in the real, the non-real world. And and and, and now I realize it does. So on so Twitter, I'm prof underscore Tim underscore Wilson. Okay. And so I think he's he, he also me. you
3: need to know to find him on YouTube, I think. But the others, if you Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if you just type in Professor Tim Wilson, he will be one of the top choices.
2: There, there are other professors Tim Wilsons. You know that there, there, there's a there's a professor Tim Wilson who I think works in the Ashmolean in in in, in Oxford. Um, but there, but there's also a uh, I, I've got a Wikipedia page. Did you know this? It's really exciting. Um, but but there there it's Tim Wilson politician, and and, and this refers to, to 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 a little spat I had with a with a with a slightly sort of right wing man who's pretty well defined. Ah, uh, British politics. I think for the next twenty years, um, which, which is rather disturbing. Um, but there's a but, but there's another Tim Wilson politics. Moving on, Tim. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm so sorry, Brent. Brent, where can we find you?
4: You can find me at one lucky gay. That's one spelled out O N E. One lucky gay, and you can follow follow me if you want to. Uh. Usually, I'm bitching about your favorite shows, like if Survivor. When it's on, when it's on big brother uh, sequester, uh, I I complain about everything. Uh, I usually have a pretty tart take on uh, what's going on. So if you like that sort of thing, follow me. If you don't like that sort of thing, don't follow me. It's so cool. And and Brent
3: is a competing podcast. Tim, Brent covers the live feeds for RHAP and I cover the live feeds for Survivor NSFW.
4: Yes. And there's room for everybody.
3: But we're still friends, Tim. That's the point. (laughs) Did, did
2: did, did Did you cover, did you cover the circle, Brent?
4: I did not cover the circle, but RHAP did cover the circle. No,
2: I I went on it.
4: But I... Yeah, no, my, my companion, uh, my co-worker, I should say, not companion, co-worker, Taryn Armstrong, uh, was yeah. one of the people. I love Taron. I love yes. Taron. Yeah. I
2: haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, tell, tell Taryn I'm missing him. I, I will tell him. That he's got to get me onto one of his podcasts so I can sort of chatter to him in public.
4: Yes, Taryn
3: Taryn's
2: Otherwise, the otherwise if I, I don't think I'm safe. I have to do everything <laughs> in public.
3: Uh, <laughs> I, I would love on, maybe after big brother Brent you see mm-hmm. we have a, 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 an invitation that Tim Professor Tim would like to meet Taryn so okay
2: I'll see what I can do I have met, met Taryn I like Taryn right. um, yeah. I yeah. want to meet him again and I and I and I send him little notes every so often and he sends me a little note back um
4: that is like I'll tell you this if you get a note back from Taryn that is a big deal because really? he's like a cat you don't, like you never know if he likes it or not Seriously. I know, uh, he, I
3: know I know I doesn't know
2: respond to everybody. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, however, <laughs> however, Brent, I have to tell you something really ra- really rather disturbing. My older cat I think has got um, has, has got Alzheimer's. Oh, that mm-hmm. so sounds oh, so sorry to hear that. that. I was looking at her the other day and her eyes yeah. just didn't see any recognition. They they did later on in the evening, but um mm. and and, I, and it sort of explains things. And yeah. it's so depressing that mm. she's going.
4: Yeah, that must—that's not good. Well, I wish her all the best, uh, Lisa. Where can where can people find you on uh, social media?
7: Um, pretty much only on Twitter at Lisa Stanger S T A N G E R. Have I been like saying your name back. wrong?
4: Is it Stanger?
7: Uh, well, yeah, it is, but it's a bit irrelevant because I'm changing back to my maiden name. But um, oh, I don't okay. really know how to do it because it's okay. like. Everyone knows me as Lisa Stange now. I, say that well, I got divorced in 2001, and I never bothered to
3: change back for the same reason, because everybody knows my name, but we should talk offline.
2: Lisa, <laughs> what, is your, what is your maiden name?
7: Oh, It's pretty cool. It's Holmes, like Sherlock Holmes.
5: Oh, my goodness. Yes! I'm I, I'm, there.
2: I'm there. Yes. Can, I be, can, can I be your Watson, your Boswell? <laughs> um, I love it. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep perfect records, everything you say. <laughs>
7: fluttering me a very flattering light please just leave out the
3: cocaine. Uh, uh, oh, Lee,
2: you, you can just assume that's going to happen
3: yeah Lee, all of Lisa's deep dark secrets um, <laughs> <laughs> Lisa is the nicest person I've ever seen I watched her survive her season of survivor she was nice you know even though she was starving and sleeping on bamboo and you know being lied to so yes Lisa Lee, I'm sure that uh, your secrets are uh, are safe with Lisa so. <laughs> So let me just do my housekeeping here. So coming up on Survivor NSFW, uh, tonight, uh, Johnny and Zach and I are going to have the opportunity to talk to James Ryan of Big Brother 6 and 7, right? He played two seasons with Janelle and Kesar, so that'll be really fun, and that should be dropping tomorrow morning. And then Thursday, we'll be live after the eviction with Portia Briggs of BB13. Uh, This morning, also, we dropped our first show covering World's Toughest Race Eco-Challenge Fiji, uh, which is on Amazon Prime. All the episodes are available now, but we will be releasing the podcasts one a week, and the first one just came out. Also, we've already talked about the importance of Patreon, so I'm not going to read my whole script, but just like it's true with Sequester, it's true with Survivor NSFW, right? You give us a little bit of money to be able to produce this content, and we give you extra content and extra opportunities to inter- interact with us. So uh, please uh, consider that. If you ever wanted to be friendly with Johnny Fairplay, uh, it's pretty easy. Why, buy, buy, a, buy a T-shirt, become a patron. Johnny likes people. Oh, hey. and he got his. I did send him a Survivor Rewind T-shirt. I know that Tim doesn't wear T-shirts. Right. but. Uh,
2: it's become a sort. It's become a sort of alternative anti Um Look, look, there it is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Now, next week we are going to be starting Survivor NSFW Rewind. Professor Tim watches Survivor Australian Outback. Right with our oh. new season. Yes. So next week we are going to be live in our new time slot at noon Eastern Daylight Time in the US, five PM GMT. Uh, this week, just like we did with Borneo, Tim and I are not going to have a guest for that first. Episode just so we kind of set up the season Uh, and then starting uh, the following week, we will have a guest and the guest will be once again. It worked out the last time. So for episode two, we're going to have Elaine Stott of uh, Survivor Island of the Idols. Remember, Tim, we met her.
2: Absolutely. I've now got to find the Australian season two, which is going to to tax my ingenuity quite a lot.
3: Yes, if you have me helping you with tech, uh, you know just uh, how far down the rabbit hole you must be, because I am not a tech person, but I will help you with that. Uh, So anyway, next week, uh, 12 12 noon, uh, and hopefully we will be in the new studio. Uh, Right now, I've been doing the podcast on my laptop, uh, sitting at my dining room table. And so I've decided it's time to upgrade, and hopefully that will all be ready for our new show. So back then, I hope hope that you'll, see, you'll all be there. Please stay, stay safe, stay healthy, wear your damn masks, and we will see you next week on Survivor NSFW Rewind.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders,